Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Jules Gill, I had never have an introduction prepared. I'm Scott Taylor for George Jules Gill. That's all I'm going to go with. It's your entitled about the podcast, UBP, UBP, UBP. How are you doing? Oh, wait, give me a moment, man. I literally <laughs> feel like I've just woken up and I just had a brick thrown at my face. What is going on here? It's the UBP. It's Scott Taylor. It's me, Jules Gill. We're all here together with these lovely people listening. Because yeah. it's time to answer some big burning questions. It's time to answer all the best questions. Every single week mm. we ask people for their different submissions. What they'd like us to talk about, different talking points, different questions. I'm talking very fast. I will slow down. I've got the dressing gown on. The dressing gown Mate, of pure energy. Too. Gown gang represent. <laughs> the gown gang back in full. Um, so yeah, we put a tweet out yesterday. A whole bunch of people submitted questions. Thank you all very, very much. Had to remove that tweet because of some hilarious shenanigans, which I'm not going to go into. I don't but we know can't... what you're talking about. I don't, I don't know what either, NDA? mate. We can't if you, talk about that. If you were there and you saw it, then you saw a little window into the realities of what we're not supposed to be talking about. But <laughs> you just you got to come back later for when things yeah. are more legal. But yeah. um, we still got a nice bunch of questions. And I did bring some stuff in from previous weeks as well, because we always have a massive um, amount of stuff to pick from. Um, so first question from Coach Marv. What is your current, you should try this, you won't believe how great it is, game recommendation, and why is it Hot Wheels Unleashed? Now, Hot <laughs> Wheels Unleashed, oh my god, Jules Gale, why is this game so good? It has no is, right being this good. So I heard about this the other yes. day. Somebody, I was uh, up probably in Manchester. Well, the thing is, I was up in Manchester, and somebody was talking <laughs> about it, just like, I can't wait for this game to come out, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. That uh -huh. does actually sound pretty good. Log in this morning and you were like banging on about it as well. And I was like, what makes this game so good? So I looked at some footage and I was like, yeah, actually, this does look really nice. It's unbelievable. And then you sent me a little tweet of you yeah. who made a little Venom car. And I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, all right. I'll the customization side of it is genuinely incredible. Like there's, it's weird because like, like I said, it's so out of nowhere. Like when was the last Hot Wheels game? The last sort of pocket racing game that I played was like Revolt on the PS1. And oh, I, man. I know it was a deep, deep cut. But, like, that's the thing. So, Hot Wheels Unleashed, um, it's 120 frames a second, 4K, whatever, on the Series X. It is at least 4K 60 on the PS5. Mm -hmm. um, but it just is this really tight arcade racer with a really good physics model. Um, and it has this whole sort of, like, depth to the way that you play it in regards to there are a couple of different boost options. And um, when you take flight, you can carve through the air and try and get... Oh, yeah, um, it looks so much fun. It's really cool. And, like, you know, some of the shortcuts rely on you inverting your car entirely and sticking to another surface yeah, yeah. and then going somewhere else and coming back in reminds me of kind of like how roll cage did their sort of like yeah, um, uh, level yeah. design and stuff like that even mm -hmm. like the uh, mario kart game uh 
Mario Kart 8 to start to use that sort of like gravity, didn't it? To it? Yeah, when you're sticking to another surface in Unleashed, the wheels all crackle and become all electric and stuff. Mm. So it's kind of like in Mario Kart. Um, but overall, the presentation is what's really stellar, like ray tracing, lots of reflections. The, the cars just look perfect. It's kind of like that Lego builder's journey thing where it just looks yeah, like just the thing amazing. from when you were a kid. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then the customization side of it, you can build whatever track you want and you build it around an also customizable basement. So if you just want to change the walls, the floors, a bunch of accessories in the basement, wind the track around. Don't you so absolutely love it when just games like this just come out of nowhere? Like there was a yeah. little bit of hype for it beforehand, but there was no like mass media like coverage for it. No. And then it just hits and you're like, oh, this game is just nice it and it's just a like, nice addition to the library yeah and i just i sat last night i was like oh the customization side of it is actually really good like forza forza's level of customization mm -hmm. so i was like i'm gonna make a venom car i made a shovel knight car like a blue with an orange trim nice. with some horns on it it's a good time and i'm gonna make a halo car when i'm finished recording or tonight just yep. green car with a yellow visor just i just want to do i want to make all the cars it's like animal crossing <laughs> custom t-shirt energy all over again and so yeah so that game um there is one big glaring flaw which is yet to fully materialize which is that there is a loot system in it and um, oh. where you are oh. getting there are two different currencies you are getting loot boxes it's not monetized yet but they have absolutely built it for that purpose okay and, so uh, at one just, point in time you're just gonna log in and be like ah yes damn, they'll the i over. i would bet what can i even bet my super mario 3 mug that's next to me as i'm recording that they will absolutely monetize the living hell out of this in the coming months after the mm -hmm. positive word of mouth has passed that is absolutely what they're doing and um, i will eat my headphones if that's not the case because right. they've literally built it to be that in the future I must have banged on about this before, but that is my least favorite thing about the industry mm. at the moment is that because games evolve and they have this live service model, it means that they can change their, like, their monetization and stuff yep. like that going forward. I hate that games do this after the review period. It feels like we should be able to do another review being like, hang on a minute. Yeah, we actually, reviewed the yeah. game here at this point in time and you've changed that. So our score of a nine out of 10 is now going right down because mm -hmm. you have decided to get all money hungry about it. Well, it's yeah, that whole thing of like cashing in on positive word of mouth around the reviews you get your really good review scores and the game is really solid really recommendable it's i think it's 40 pounds in the uk if you get the basic version mm -hmm. um but that is that there is that whole reality too depending on how things go going forward um i think it'll just become a free-to-play game um but it is that weird thing of one version of the game at review and something else entirely in a few yeah. more months like what metal gear solid 5 did or what crash team racing did and mm. so it's going to be case by case but at the minute um, Hot Wheels Unleashed is genuinely really incredible. It's just a solid arcade racer with a really cool physics model. So in answer to the question that Coach Marv um, yes. provided, is that your recommendation as well, Hot Wheels? It is. It is at the minute because everyone I've told, hey, by the way, there's a Hot Wheels game that's genuinely yeah. great. They've just gone, get out, leave my house. What are you talking about? There's no <laughs> way that there's a new Hot Wheels game that's any good. And it's this good. And it's this <laughs> good. So yeah, that would be mine anyway. For my recommendation, it's uh, Dodgeball Academia. I've yes, just, it like, is Dodgeball since, Academia. Since you gave me the recommendation for that, I've just been like, oh, this game is pure bliss. <laughs> like, everything about it is brilliant. Like, the writing's funny. The character designs are really great. I love the aesthetics. I love, I love the animation, the, yeah. The, the animation and the actual gameplay. Obviously, when you go into the battle mode, and it's just a game of dodgeball with yeah. superpowers, it's just like... Why has no one done this before? <laughs> it feels so obvious. It feels like Windjammer's Extreme. I love mm -hmm. it. Oh, it's just so I tell good. you what, I'll also tag on just very quickly is Sable, which is on PC and Xbox, but that game's yeah, performance. Yeah, my friend Mitch has been banging on about that. It's, oh, God, that is in at least my top five game of the year. Like, I finished it. I, did, I played about seven hours and I did one of the endings. There's there's as many endings as there are masks to collect in the game. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like this open world, you know, free exploration thing. The performance on it is horrendous on Xbox. We're talking single oh, no. digits at oh, times. Oh, no. Where it hangs 
hangs, it literally just hangs for a bit and then goes again. But I love that game so much that I just kind of soldiered through it. But the percentages when you unlock achievements, when I finished it, the people who had finished it, it was 0.7% of people Whoa, who got to the I end guess. of it. So um, like and all no the one's other, playing it or just no one's seeing it through? I think people have started it and then they've given up because of the performance. And then some of the overall milestones, at no point was any of the overall milestones across that seven-hour play higher than about 6 to 7% of players. So hardly anyone is playing that thing. Um, but it is gorgeous. I think maybe wait for another patch, but don't forget about Sable. It's genuinely great. I'd still recommend it now, but it is very rough. I feel um, really sorry for um, indie titles that have like mm. rough launches because you do lose that groundswell and it's so hard to build up. Like, I know. My heart goes out to them. I feel like... There needs to be a almost like a warning sign or like a siren call to arms <laughs> that happens every couple of months from like the big review channels that just go mm-hmm. like, right, remember these indie games? These are where they are now. This is the time to play them. No, definitely. I, I was thinking there should be another you know website, howlongtobeat.com. There should absolutely yeah. be a, um, a game performance, one of them. It, like, should, it should be called it when yet? to play, like when to play.com. So it's <laughs> yeah, like now it is ready to play. Just, yeah, literally just like, yeah, is like it was that whole thing of like, has it leaked.com? Is like, is it ready to play oh, yet? Yeah. Like, yes, yeah. no. Um, so yeah, waiting for, but yeah, Sable, really gorgeous game um next question from ruben which music band slash artist that never worked on the soundtrack of a game do you want to see working on one bonus points if you can pitch the game or genre oh, see now uh, now i would love if slipknot mm. just stepped up and just did like a <laughs> full-on like video game album to go with something oh, be because fun. i know that it would be brutally heavy and uh-huh. in all the best ways but i actually think that they kind of did or because there's a sample that has been used from one of their songs in mm-hmm. the game Gekido from the PlayStation 1. It is a bad okay. game. It's a bad <laughs> game, but their sample is using it. So I don't know if technically that counts as them appearing in a video game. In that well, I guess they've not done like a score or like they've not done like no. a full soundtrack. Because I would like, that's the whole thing is that you give X band a enti- you know, an entire game. Okay, you guys score this. Because like Japanese Breakfast are on Sable. To to que- to change the question somewhat, mm. what, a, what a video game would you give the uh soundtrack rights too as in like uh, so you've got Ooh. doom doom is in front of you which band do you get to uh, make the sound oh my doom? god give you know what i mean doom to periphery like i mean i don't oh, know how because much of all the, the sort of like tasty jams this is similar riffs but i feel like periphery is a bit more complex and maybe that would line up with some crazy combo shooting level or something but um you need something that has a lot of carnage to it. I, my, my my mind at the minute is just a mush of tremonti and spirit box because there's you've been listening to them a lot. oh my and ghost sweet as well. lord like the tremonti album is unbelievable every single second of that thing is absolutely immaculate and um, just massive shout out to mark tremonti being a god but um yeah so i like i would just give just give him everything just give him tremonti give him doom give him unreal tournament i don't know I, 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 I would just love to take every single open world rpg and just give it to like the uh, the math metal and prog bands <laughs> out there just to see what they do with it like imagine scale the summit doing something for like skyrim like walking yeah. along and just having this big luscious groovy jam going on <laughs> in the background you're like oh man i don't I think actually explore anymore my uh, my go-to if it's if an, an actual thing would be um i would give i would take carpenter brute because it's like you've got if i, if I love obviously it's the, thump, it's the stuff. thumping sound it's the thumping the stuff and yeah. you've got carpenter brute has guested on the likes of fury he was on something else recently as well and um daniel deluxe did the music for ghost runner which it has its new mm-hmm. next gen patch out that game by the way on it's on really new good gen, when it runs now yeah yeah that thing good. is a beast it's like 120 frames 4k or whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah i would say carpenter brute and i would let him do an entire soundtrack because he did one for um living machines or whatever it's called the, okay. the animated half animated mini movie that he did um i can't think what you call that now but anyway i would give that give him an open world sci-fi game not necessarily yeah. cyberpunk but just something that can have that sort of weird macabre almost horror style approach because yeah. he's very rooted in like ae slasher horror and mm-hmm. uh, mixed with like dark synths and stuff and i think he could really make something pop that way 
what's your um uh, sort of uh favorite soundtrack that's been done by a band for a for a game because um, i really dig the no man's sky one at 65 days that. it's so good like mm-hmm. it's a really beautiful like album Mm-hmm. I don't know if I, I can't even think of any uh, that many bands that have been given entire soundtracks. Like I said, Japanese Breakfast are on Sable. There are sometimes you know, you'll get you single know, songs. Um, uh, Jonah Hex, I think. And I know that's a film, but I think that mm. the video game that accompanied it was also done by Mastodon, and that was really oh good really as well. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I know Iron Maiden did the uh, they had a mobile game where they did the music for it. But, did um, they actually? Yeah, sort of events oh, actually. Cool. But um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't have like a full soundtrack, but I think more crossover appeal between these people. I mean, we mentioned Periphery before, but they're all <laughs> massive gamers. I've just had the flashback of um, <laughs> com- of completing that Call of Duty game and unlocking the Avenged Seven. Hell yeah! Music. <laughs> With soap on like, guitar or whatever it is. This? What is this? <laughs> we this carry like, on. Yeah, it's so like I was there like. What are Avenged Sevenfold doing in my oh, Call of Duty gosh. game? That that song, I Avenged are they wax and wane for me. Sometimes they're great, and then other times I'm like, oh, no, lads. right, okay. So this is the thing. What happened was is that off the back of like, um, uh, what was the one that had almost easy on? Uh, it was like maybe it was the self title. Uh, self title. Yeah. yeah, it was like they finished that, and they were like, oh, you know what, lads, we've gotten <laughs> some really good reviews here. People are really digging the fact we've got this sort of like prog metal elements in it, mm-hmm. but it's also really heavy, and we've got this sort of operatic singing sometimes. This is great, and then M Shadows probably. Just like clicked his fingers and was like but we're not popular enough yet so let's just become stadium rock and it hey, was like Zachy Vengeance, yeah, dude. put that bandana on and come over here let me put yeah, my shades the, on the best thing was is when he's just kind of like it's like oh you know that's that's a lot of notes you're playing can we just like <laughs> can we just like take most of the notes out and just chug let's just go oh my god dun, dun. Massive shout out to, um, there's a YouTube channel, a guy called Bradley Hall, who does uh, covers of popular metal bands, rock bands in like five minutes. His event Sevenfold video is incredible. The, yeah. the way he drills down on M Shadow's entire vocal style, just being, just over yeah. and over again. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. It's, it's the opening of a door that needs some oil. <laughs> or, just... or, or the sound of a wizard being found in a cave after years of solitude. <laughs> it's just someone else. There's always someone laughing in the background of an event song. Just, just going. Oh, Oh, yeah, the all the bloody time. What is with that? <laughs> Every single time it's just kind of like you hear the chugs and you start, yeah. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, to the well, who's, who's laughing? Is the band laughing at M Shadow? I, like... I don't even. Oh my god! Avenged. I mean, this is this is not a music podcast, but Avenged Sevenfold. That's that's a hell of a thing. I think to be honest, they might be one of the best bands to give some sort of Call of Duty style thing to as well, because you would assume that pair of hands, isn't it? Yeah, they could they could flex their operatic muscles a bit more mm-hmm. as well. I tell you what, I want an utterly grimy action fighting game, mm-hmm. and the, uh, the music to be done by the band Vanna um, or who's, who's Bales. Vanna? Uh, so Vanna is basically a screamcore band uh, that is just, they kind of like got lots of hardcore elements, but they are, uh, imagine if the Billy Talent singer uh, mm-hmm. decided one day that he wanted to scream, like screeching <laughs> scream. That's what it sounds like. It's brutal. Um, and Nails are just a horrific uh, grindcore band, which I just oh, love see, to just see in a video game. Because next year's uh, Midnight Fight Express has music by this guy called Noise Cream, which is just really heavy Noise synth cream. stuff again. But doing a, doing a fighting game with screamy music would be great. There's hardly yeah. any screamo stuff in, in most games. It just tends to yeah, it's, well, it seems to go down the rock or hip hop thing for fighting mm. games. Um, mm. I don't, I'm not entirely sure why that is. But, they are missing uh, out, I think. Mm. But uh, next question from Jack Asbury, who says, how is it that insects can easily find their way into your home? But even with you helping them they can't get out uh oh it's because they mm. are dumb uh, <laughs> I've, I've this after trying to interview them uh, many many times uh, to i have come together. to the conclusion after years of research that they can't speak 
Um, so therefore, they can't actually tell me why they do that. <laughs> there is a thing where you open a window. This is, I mean, I don't know. This is this is a tangent, but um, but you know when you get like there's a little bee or a big bee in the house, and you open the window, and it just twats itself off the window yeah. next to I, the open oh. window. It's like just it's right there, mate. Just it's, it's right there. Just move, just move along. Just move a little, little bit. bit. And when I don't it, want to move you because you'll sting me. But it's right but there. I, but I noticed that it's like a different response to each of the different types of insect that comes in. <laughs> like if it's a bee, like big bee or little bee, mm-hmm. you just go like, oh come on, mate. Like you want to help him out. You want to usher him on his way to go yes. do the honey thing. But like, if it's a wasp, be like, get out, get out. But also we're like a tentative sort of like, please don't come anywhere near me. Just get out. And there if was it's one a fly, time, if it's yes. a fly, you just kind of like, you you silly, silly idiot. This is stupid just, idiot. Any fly just reminds me of the things that flies tend to be on, which is just, I just don't want them in my house at yeah, all. It's just out. not a nice, it's not a yeah, nice dude. time. Once I went to the bathroom in the morning and there was a humongous bee that was just sleeping on the side of the, the windowsill and it got up and came at me. I had limbs, I had like arms that was coming at me. It was just like just flying at me. And I was just like, oh, this is this is not okay at all. I'm going to try and get a get a cup and I'm in the middle of the bathroom routine. Oh, brilliant. It's not brilliant. good. But um, did, you, did you manage to make it to the bathroom before? Or, I did. Oh, it was. I entered the bathroom and then it came out. Oh, and so then I, it came out. So I, I just had to. I literally. I screamed, but like, like men don't usually scream. Like, I'm like, if I if a guy screams, it's either like Homer Simpson or just yeah. kind of like a oh, like it's not really like an actual yell. We might need to take a break because uh, I don't know if you can hear. My girlfriend has decided that she's going to hoover the hardwood floors directly above me for <laughs> it's some not reason. Too bad. It doesn't it's not too bad. Well, well, we'll, we'll soldier on. But that's uh, pretty big, funny. Big love to Carrie. Big love to all the girlfriends that do the cleaning <laughs> uh, when you're recording podcasts. <laughs> big love to anyone wielding a hoover when someone else yeah. is trying to record. One of the many delights of recording from home that we've discovered the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, next question from Luke Cullen, who says, "Hey, legends, what's a risk taken by a game developer that you think isn't given enough credit or praise for? Thanks again for all of that you put." together and keep being you we talked did about we this a little do, bit yeah but i messaged you with week. this i messaged this um messaged this to you the other day because i was like this is quite a specific question yeah. um, and it was something that got a little bit of a response on twitter that we just said like it was a hell of a thing to try and drill down on so we haven't addressed it on the podcast um but i wanted to just sort of use it as a way to talk about general risk in the industry because for me the go-to is death stranding i feel like death stranding is such a crazy unique mm ridiculous unproven thing um and as much as sony have like a first party um you know formula now where you can sort of you know exactly what you're getting like Cana bridge of spirits i love but it's very formulaic um death stranding feels like the one sort of outlier where it's you can practically see hideo kojima arguing with jim ryan just saying like yeah. well, i want to have i want to spend the budget on this insane recreation of monster like, energy hideo, or whatever please stop just come on just can we do something normal for a change please you promised it was my turn today just yeah exactly like, we go we go weird 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 normal that's how it goes every and that's week, kind of the thing like, i was just on. like of all the risks taken especially in the last few years when you think about how restricted the industry has gotten at that level like mm-hmm. to be able to get death stranding and a director's cut version of it they went back to the well on it even though the sales dropped off after the first week and um, that's my thing where i'm just like say whatever you want about what the game is the fact that it exists at that production level is yeah. genuinely insane i think that the biggest risk uh, that uh, nintendo ever took was trying to release the virtual boy and convincing us that this <laughs> was the future of like 3d gaming <laughs> I mean, like, imagine just having the gall to look they at tried. that piece. It looks like um, the droid that gets shot to pieces at the beginning of Star Wars, um, <laughs> uh, The Empire Strikes Back. It's like uh, a little, like, all the gangly limbs that come up. It was probably the same thing that flew at you in the toilet, to be fair, <laughs> but look at it. And it's just like, it, the fact that it gives, it's that migraine-inducing red glare. I, I never got like, that. Like, 
why are you charging so much for something that will break my neck because of how heavy it is to wear? And also it just gives me an instant headache the moment I look at it. <laughs> the thing that I love though about like 80s Nintendo, I guess like early 90s Nintendo, mm-hmm. was that like 80s itself rush of like, this is the future guys. Like yeah. we, we've, we've hit it, we've hit as Graphics are not gonna get any better than those scanned in photos of the Mortal Kombat characters. So like, <laughs> let's just let's just keep going. And then like Nintendo had the Virtual Boy, they had that little robot. Um, oh, um, Rob the Robot. Rob yeah, the yeah. Robot. And he used to like, um, it was for the NES, and he used to put like spinning tops on yeah. a different sides, and he would play the game for you somehow. It <laughs> Stuff was a, like that. I watched somebody play through a game that was built around that mechanic. Like he would okay. move uh, like a button or like a disc from one uh, button to another, mm-hmm. and it would open up walls uh, that allowed the player to go through in the level that they were playing, right? Uh-huh. But it took a full minute for the robot to start up its sequence to drop the thing onto the button. So imagine <laughs> like, and there were walls every like couple of steps. So it was like, right. how is this game fun? Like, I just, I love the energy of that entire time period. Nintendo themselves are a good one to go to in a more serious way to address this question because mm-hmm. for me i mean even the metroid dread like you know the metroid series as people dove into its sales is actually pretty bad like it's very very much a fan focused hardcore gamers franchise like the average mm-hmm. person doesn't play metroid um but they're happy to put together a full marketing campaign around an entire new metroid and it's a 2d one like you know we said before there hasn't been a 2d metroid since the 3ds one um you know on home console there hasn't been one for almost three decades so um i tend to look at nintendo and as much as i mean they've calculated risks but even yeah. something like breath of the wild like the way that game is structured is not is not like any other open world game and it's only gone on to influence everything from the pathless to um immortals phoenix rising i think that if we give nintendo uh, to answer the question of mm. uh, which one do they not get enough credit for mm. it would be nintendo's labo stuff like it God, like yeah. instruction kits this sort of the thing. way that they approached it like the practicality and tangibility of that product was amazing it yeah. was them embracing their entire uh, backstory of being a toy company first and then moving into video games mm-hmm. and I think that unfortunately the fact that they've just said no there's not going to be any more of it because it just didn't hit the right market in the way that they it wanted was like- to it's just such a shame because I feel like we need more stuff like that. I'm, mm. I'm, I was sick of like gimmicky instruments from the rock band and uh, guitar hero era, mm-hmm. but I do like video game peripheral stuff that allows me to enjoy video games in different means. And mm-hmm. I feel like that was a almost like a last gasp of the, remember the big bulky controllers that you get from like uh, yeah. the mech games and like all of the other crazy stuff that people just went mad for it. Mm-hmm. This is just them being like, yeah, we're still crazy. But you guys aren't buying it, so bye. Like, I just love their whole, like, everyone else is doing VR headsets and all these different things. And yeah, they were like, why don't we do a cardboard, cardboard one? Just, just playing with cardboard. Just slot the switch into it. And to be fair, it works. Like, if you split a feed and stick it to your eyeballs, it does look like you're in a 3D world, like, yeah. without the level of resolution that comes with the other technology. But, yeah, that whole stuff is pretty incredible. Um, even the Switch itself, just saying, like, well, we're actually going to try and hybridize, you know, living room console gaming, handheld gaming. We're yeah. going to kind of break the market that way and invalidate our entire range of handhelds. Like, you know, no one... You don't even need to buy a, a separate handheld anymore because the Switch does both. Um, things like you know, that I think are really cool. That's what's utterly amazing about Nintendo is the fact that you look at their lineage of consoles mm. that they've put out. And there's there's a few stinkers out there. Like I would say that the 2DS didn't need to exist. And right. I'd say that the Wii U maybe wasn't marketed in the right way. And no, not at all. It had some great ideas, but just did not have the support. Mm-hmm. But nearly every other console that they put out there has been an absolute banger yeah. like like when you look back at like the snes the nes the mm. game boy moving all through the different iterations of the game boy as well and all the mm. advances they put onto that and the switch like i i know i need to get one because we've been <laughs> having this discussion and obviously next week and things may change you never know uh-huh. but um but like 
I look at that and just think, what a beautiful piece of hardware that yeah. is. Just in terms of aesthetically, uh, in terms where of where they're at, oh, it's good like where they are at now, feels like N sixty four level Nintendo, which has mm. been like obviously they had the whole deviation across the two thousands. Obviously, the GameCube very solid console. But then they had the Wii, and that then they went super mainstream, and there was hardly yeah. anything on the Wii other than obviously Mario Galaxy. But mostly, it was a Wii sports machine. And yeah. I think the Wii U, like you said, wasn't marketed very well. The Wii U would be something to say that there's so much more to it than it gets its due. Like there are a whole oh, bunch definitely. of awesome games on there. Yeah. Breath of the Wild's even on there. It's just that people forget and think of it as a Switch game. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, they've they've had like, but right where, where they're at now feels like this really confident, like a confident Nintendo is one of the best things in gaming. Like they yeah. just, they absolutely nail it. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Um, next question from Son of Kratos, who just says, Jackie Chan Adventures, am I right? Oh, what a brilliant TV show. I'm not going to lie, right? I, I, I've not really seen it. I've oh, not man, really, it's really good. Really I, like, it. It's one of those things where that um, and 
it was like it wasn't part of the Cartoon Network lineup, but it mm. made its way into my regular rotation of of cartoons that I would watch. Mm-hmm. And Jackie Chan Adventure, like I was clearly too old for it at this right. point because of the fact that I was like a teenager when it came out. That but was I remember thing. like I remember like seeing it like with like my sister, where she would like watch it sometimes. Like this is actually really well thought out, <laughs> really fun, and genuinely funny. It gave right. me um. Because of the action sequences and the fact that they were questing for lots of like magical items, or there was like mm. a like a villain of the week they had to sort of like dispatch that had mystical powers. It mm. reminded me a lot of like Shaolin Showdown. I don't know if you ever okay. saw that. No, I've not even. Oh, I don't oh, know what that is. Good, good times, man. Toonami okay. and um, Cartoon Network. They were the best back. In the Samurai day. Pizza Cats all the way. I man. think in regards to um, Jackie Chan, like, I love Jackie Chan's movies and Jackie Chan's Stuntmaster. I got working on my phone again. That is nice. Why is that? I mean, they're not. No one's ever going to remaster that and put any budget behind it. But Jackie Chan's Stuntmaster on PS1 was genuinely really fun. Like you could throw dudes into parts of the environment. You could kick off the walls. Like it was a nice chunky third-person action brawler thing, and yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, Jackie Chan Adventures. It, I like you said, it was sort of in the generation below me. I know Ewan used to lose his mind over it, and it was like more synonymous with his age group. Yeah. Um, next question from Jacob Sawyer. Okay, I need your guys' help. In my group of mates, I'm the only, I'm the one who plays everything and will recommend loads to play. I'm convinced that my friend, Mr. John Norris, would love Ghosts of Sushima, yet I can't sell him on it. Help me, please. Ah, oh, man, I like can't believe this, Mr. John Norris. So, Big so JN, John, let's let's level, let's level <laughs> each other. Like, Noza, yeah. I mean, you're that. look you're looking at the the footage, right? You're looking at the footage. You've seen people play the game. You've seen all the critical reviews. You've seen all of the fun that people are having. Why are you standing outside the window, <laughs> looking in at this party, pressing you're your shivering. face against the glass? You're shivering. It's a little bit cold outside. You haven't brought a jacket. But what do you see in there? There's drinks being passed around. There's even some guy who's bringing eggnog, and it's not even Christmas yet. But you're thinking that's a guy that I want to go and chill out with. Yeah. There's a fire roaring inside. Everyone's laughing, and all they they spot you. They see you outside. Hey, John, <laughs> hey, what are you doing, mate? What are you doing out there with your with your you, you nursing a can of a uh, uh, cider? You, you dripping in the cold, pal. Yeah, man, just come inside. The door's open, mate. Pick <laughs> yourself up a ham as you walk in. Let's have a munch and have a have a good old time. The why thing is, why have you been difficult, John? We've not, um, Jacob Sawyer hasn't included the reason why Mr. John Norris, I'm going to call him Mr. John Norris, isn't yeah, uh, yeah, sure, sure. as excited about Ghost of Tsushima. But I, yeah, I can only re- reinforce the fact that it is one of the best games that Sony have ever funded. Like, it's literally one of the best, most essential PlayStation games of the last X many years. Like, it is, it just is. And now you have even more reason to join him because they pushed uh, pushed out that expansion to mm-hmm. it, which allows you to the do Akashima multiplayer stuff. and there's like tons of other bits as well. So there like, is that, yeah, there's that whole Legends thing. Just like yeah. you said, it's a big old jamboree. Just sort of gra- grab your little plastic red cup and dive the hell in. There's no reason to not play it, Mr. John Norris. And I, I don't know why, I don't know why you wouldn't. Come on, mate. I'll tell you what, you can put whatever you like on the uh, on the hi-fi and we'll play a game of Twister. Come on. <laughs> we'll we'll ease you in. Um, next question from Dylan, who says, what is your ideal video game? Which I quite like as an open-ended thing. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just every 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 genre mixed all in one, isn't it? Um, is, as a gut feeling, if I said, "What's your ideal video game?" What does your mind go to? Because I can tell you what mine goes to. Right? Okay. Mine goes. X-com. Mine, funnily enough, goes to, <laughs> goes to uh, Def Jam and goes to okay. like third-person brawler melee martial arts stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is hilarious because there's been like three of them in the last like 15 years. Like there's yeah. just been, I'm just completely unsatiated over here. I, t- I tell you what, when uh, Fury came out, you Fury were, so oh, you were so like, oh, this game, <laughs> man, this is exactly what I need right now. Well, that the, my ideal video game, providing it hits it ex- the execution side of it, is Midnight Fight Express. That game just has everything that I, I just watched that trailer with wide-eyed glee. And um, Josh said that he said to his missus, this is the most Scott game ever. It's just, yeah. 
synthwave <laughs> fighting, martial arts, big brawling, crazy Hotline Miami type thing. And Midnight Fight Express looks gorgeous. I was I was gutted it was delayed till 2022. If I was to to design a video game for mm. you, Scott, it would be a, a <laughs> stealth game, but with martial arts combat. I basically bring back the Tenchu series just for you, right? Well, but I tell would you set what. it in the future, so it's like Neo uh, Future Tokyo, right? Yeah. And you've got like laser beam katanas, but it's uh, still a stealth game primarily, but it gives you the option occasionally to kick ass. It's a bit, if you take Ghost Runner's I'll aesthetic. I'll chuck in a racing little segment in as well, because I know you like that from the director's <laughs> cut of uh, Death Stranding. There'll be a little like pod oh racing my God. Give me, a, Give me a cargo cannon and a set of <laughs> robot legs to carry me around the landscape. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the whole thing with, like, if you combine Ghost Runner stuff with, like, because the Origami series, the new Origami series, Origami yeah. 2 is out, is literally just Tenchu and, or Shinobido. It's just like a, yeah. a full-on rip-off of that style. Um, I guess if I was going to design one for you, it would have to be some sort of um, no, man, um, no More Heroes mixed with Dynasty Warriors open yes. world um, yes. so game, but you're wiping out 20,000 dudes with one giant oh. fake lightsaber. And, every, so, and everyone erupts into coins, maybe? I don't know. Right. Okay. So if we are designing my perfect game, <laughs> it would uh, literally be like No More Heroes because yes. you'd have a group of very, very... Uh, let's just say uh, colorful characters anime with anime lads with really, really ridiculous designs and mm-hmm. over the top backstories. You would set it in the dynasty warriors, like combat thing of just you versus a thousand in order to get to those big boss battles. Mm-hmm. But before the battle started, it would be a heavy intensive tactics game where you get to plan your battalions. Dynasty tactics was my favorite game because it was actually Ooh. dynasty warriors, but with a tactical edge to it. And I was like, uh, oh, or Kesson. I don't know if you played that. I, no, I didn't play Kesson, but I saw it be played back in the day. And um, funny enough, we've mentioned XCOM twice. Phoenix Point is out today. Um, oh, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is no coverage of that game, but Phoenix Point is made by the guy that created XCOM. It's Julian like his, Gossip. Yes, it is his follower, Big Goz, as he's known to his friends. And his mm-hmm. uh, Phoenix Point's out today, but it's not, it is getting a PS5 series upgrade, but that's not today, which I thought was a bit of a disappointment. Weirdly, uh, I thought this game yeah. was already out for PC, or is it this is. just for con- Okay, so yeah. No, it is. It, so- it's been out for a year, and then today is the Behemoth edition on consoles, but it's the PS4 and Xbox One version. And yeah. then they, they just said next gen is coming soon. So I was like, I, oh, okay. I really want this game to do well, because mm. like, it's, uh, if you haven't seen anything about it, uh, fellow listeners at home it's like <laughs> XCOM, but all of the aliens have come from the, beneath the sea so they're all like crustaceans uh. and like lobsters and crabs but with like big mutated bits on it uh-huh. and the um the gameplay gimmick change from your regular XCOM fair is that you can target specific limbs in mm-hmm. order to weaken them their affect their movement and also make them less dangerous from like uh, a lot. from afar it's a really cool game um, mm-hmm. lots of changes very difficult incredibly challenging okay it is on uh, game pass as well if you just if you have that you can just nab Ooh. it from there um, yes, yet another it. win for Game Pass. Next question from Derek McMullen, who says that he knows that I'm not motivated to do side content, but does it help when there's a story connected, like in Batman Arkham Knight? Also, Jules, if you were to do an actual, if you were going to actually play an actual tabletop game with the what culture crowd, what game outside of D and D would you pick? Oh, that is a tough one. Um, I think that I would choose at the moment. At the moment, I am really enjoying every single session I've played of Escape the Dark Castle or Escape the Dark Sector, because Mm -hmm. no matter who you play it with, even if they're not like big board game fans, by the end of it, they'll come out of it going, that was utterly Mm -hmm. brilliant. Mm -hmm. The concept of it is that um, you uh, use a a deck of cards that are all randomly assigned to create a a passage of events that Mm -hmm. goes on throughout your story. And at the very bottom of the deck, there's a boss card that you need to fight. And the way you fight them is by rolling dices and looking for um, uh, symbols on them that match up to the enemy's health pool and you'll get to take whatever dice off that it it relates to. but there's lots of choose your own adventure style bits to it. So it's like, uh, for example, we'll run through a, a thing for Scott right here today, a live <laughs> thing of it. Um, 
So you come around the corner and yes. there's two guards discussing something. There's a dead body next to them and he's got laser wounds, fresh like steam rising from his body. They clearly just shot him. They turn to you oh, and they? say freeze and it'll give you the option like, do you attack or do you say like, pretend that you're one of the guards sort of thing. Mm. And so as a group, you've got to discuss this, come up with some different options and then just play it out as it okay. happens. So you create your own story within like a prescribed events uh, mm-hmm. deck. It's very, very fun. That sounds really that cool. That, um, we played, me and my wife played a lot of um, Boss Monster and uh, Dice Masters and stuff oh, um, on the weekend. But uh, yeah, Boss Monsters kind of, in terms of like the different, like matching different icons to who you pull into your own, own dungeon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not going to make any sense to anyone who, anyone who doesn't know what that <laughs> game is. But um, board games, though, there was a whole thing across the last few years, not to spend too much time on it, but there was a sort of board game renaissance or revival of yeah. the next level of board games across the last few years where like people associate the term board games. Um, I know the tabletop games became its own thing. Thing, but yeah. like you know that whole assumption of like oh god it's going to be boring it's a board game but like there are so many really well thought out really cool mechanically conceptually uh tabletop games now like you know you and i played the um dark souls card game like a while yes. back and that is such god, a yeah. fun game like uh, steamforged for those in the know um they make uh basically uh video game board games is what mm. they specialize in they've done the resident evil games they've done the dark souls games they've done horizon zero dawn um there's like a few new ones that are coming up that i can't talk about but they are really Ooh. big like ips that are uh-huh. like very cool because there's the yeah there's the dark souls card game there's also like the the overall dark souls the official game where you get all the different mm-hmm. figures you got to lay yeah, out the dungeons that well. yeah yeah that stuff's so good you so you can convert any table into a giant dark souls dungeon mm-hmm. and get through it bit by bit um, it's tabletop. It's good, isn't it? Games just games are good. Yeah, to be honest, just regardless of what form they're in. Um, next question from Jack Asbury, who says, "All right, lads, great content right. as always. Thank you very much. My question is: Should the Dragon Age trilogy get the Mass Effect treatment and be remastered? Dragon Age Origins could certainly do with it. Origins has not aged very um, well. The thing is, is me that I, the uh, Dragon Age uh, games they never really captured my interest as much as the uh, the likes of um, the Mass Effects and mm-hmm. Jade Empire and stuff like that. I just I just never really got on onto mm. it. Really, I, I I heard amazing things. And Dragon Age Inquisition always like piqued my interest, but I mm-hmm. I never followed through with it. And it's I, weird. I, I can't like, even tell you why. That that was my thing because I yeah I didn't play them at the time. I played Inquisition when it came out. I thought that was I thought Inquisition was quite impressive. Like I think because mm-hmm. 2014 was barren, so Inquisition stood out quite a bit. But um, I liked it as a Bioware game in 2014. And then I went back to Origins and I was like, oh, this is quite rough. If you don't have is the it? sort of um, the initial nostalgia for it or something like that, for me it doesn't mm-hmm. age as well as something like a Kotor does. Um, right. But I don't know. Maybe it was just maybe I just need to try again. Maybe it was because it was in the shadow of Inquisition and I was like, oh god, I'm I can't do two 80 hour RPGs back to back kind of thing. Yeah, the thing is though that it's like the Dragon Age games, they I've heard that they get like really good, but mm. the there are some very ropey bits. And mm. I wonder if you made them in the same remade them the same way that the Mass Effect uh trilogy got the legendary mm. edition, you would actually have to do a lot more mechanical work to bring it up. Because I think Mass, Effect, combat stuff, Mass yeah. Effect, even at its worst, mm. was still pretty good. Yes. Like, well, I never minded Mass Effect 1's combat. I know that it, obviously it, it has aged, it is weird, yeah. you throw grenades with I'm the glad, black button. I'm whatever. glad they've changed it. For the, yeah. like they've, they've updated it. And the Legendary Edition is much better. Like It makes mm-hmm. that game so much better. But like, yeah, I think if they brought Dragon Age back, they should kind of reconsider a lot of the combat stuff because it is mm-hmm. that weird top-down, kind of half-turn-based approach. Yeah, it's very thing. odd. 
Very um, that could probably be tightened up. Um, last question from Darren Martin. What game still to come this year are you mo- both most excited about? Oh. What comes to oh. mind, Jules? There's, the thing is, though, that I don't even remember what's on the release radar <laughs> thing. Uh, let me go. Uh, games games. I wonder if um, Back 4 Blood is on your radar as a Left for Dead. Yeah, I mean, I am excited. Although I was a bit put off by Ben Roy saying it wasn't as good. I didn't as, think it was uh, that good either, but I never I never liked Left for Dead. I know that mm, uh, put me up against me. the wall, but I didn't. I didn't really like it, but mine's absolutely Metroid. I just, just, just Metroid. Metroid and Halo, to be honest. Yeah, Metroid um, Dread is shaping up to be a fantastic mm. title. There just seems to be so much going for it at the moment, and the mm-hmm. fact that it's just adding in that sort of layer of um, survival horror into it. So, I mean, of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, there's Alan Wake Remastered is coming yeah. out. I don't know if you can count that. I mean, it goes back into our usual thing of does a remaster count? Depends how much game. they change, I guess. But I, yeah. even then, I don't know. I think because for Halo, there's the there's the flighting thing this weekend. It starts tonight, actually, at 6 o'clock, where you can play mm-hmm. the beta. Um, and I've managed to get in on that. So I, I know it's not a hard thing to get into. you just got to sign up to a bunch of stuff. But I finally got that through. Um, so I'm finally going to be, actually be able to see what the hell the Halo Infinite even is, considering it was this weird on-fire mush last year. And hopefully it's better this time. I've just seen that Advanced Wars 1 and 2 reboot camp is coming out in December. <laughs> I'm actually very, very keen for that. I didn't even know that that was coming out. I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have oh, expected that. Oh, I've sick, got, actually. I've got a little... Because there's, there's Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, which I, I'm looking forward oh, to yeah, in terms you're of... Looking forward to I want to play <laughs> as Ang and Korra, and I want to batter SpongeBob, but I can't believe there's no voice acting in it. That kind of single-handedly yeah. broke it a bit for me. Um, the Demon Slayer game is uh, later this month as well. Got both um, Pokemon games coming out as well. Pokemon looks sweet. I, um, I'm curious what the GTA 5 thing is, but it's just mild curiosity. I don't care about GTA anymore. You know uh, what? I'm going to put some know. money behind a big uh, AAA title. I'm mm-hmm. actually very excited about Battlefield 2042. Same I'm, same, I'm not like into the whole sort of like wacky gimmicks, hello, hello fellow kids sort of thing that's trying right. to be like edgy, but I am into Battlefield games and I'm... Mm. And, I I can totally predict what's going to happen. We're going to have a really <laughs> shoddy launch, and then this game is going to get real good in about six months' time. Well, that's the thing. When they... is a when is a dice game ever come out that has been stable on launch? I know, and it's like they've talked about. Um, they announced some of the beta dates, so it seems like if they nail the beta period and they do learn from it in terms of server load and stuff like that, like this. I, I think it's their year to lose it, basically. Yeah. I think they're so far ahead in regards to perception. Like, no one cares about Call of Duty this year. Like, the Vanguard beta barely went down with any positivity. Halo's yeah, doing pretty well, yeah, yeah. but that's about it. I feel like Battlefield's leading... Like, I love the fact that this year we've got all three games, like Call of yeah. Duty, Battlefield, and Halo. It's been the big almost three. a decade since that's happened, yeah. um, which is really, really cool to see. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Like, uh, Forza Horizon's still to come as well. Um, oh, yeah. Mine would definitely be Metroid Dread, followed by uh, Demon Slayer. Um, and there's Mario Party as well, just thrown in there. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually low-key excited about Mario Party because if yeah. it's got the online play, you and I might be able to play together and that'd be mm. Oh, we can, yeah. When, once yeah. you get your hands on something that you might get your hands on, then we can, yeah, if I, if, we if can if do I all... Yeah, if I get my hands on a Switch, who knows? We'll see. We'll check back in next week. But thanks to everybody for sending in their questions and talking points. We'll put another tweet out uh, next week on Thursday. My Twitter mm-hmm. is at slash LP89. Jules, what is yours? Mine is at RetroJ with a zero. Be beautiful. Thanks again to everybody for joining us. This has been the Entitled Banter Podcast. The UPP, the UPP, the UPP. And we will catch you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.